Welcome to Liberate Your People Pleaser. I'm Brenda Florida, certified life coach, and I am on a mission to liberate people to their authentic power and ideal self-expression. So what's a people pleaser? Well, those of us who are people pleasers are usually very loving and kind. We're empathetic. We also tend to prioritize other people's needs over our own, which leaves us feeling not seen and not heard. We're great at anticipating the needs of others and often put ourselves in second place. We're great doers and nurturers, and we often have the role of keeping the peace, whether it's in our families or in the workplace. Well, the first thing I wanna share with you is that there's nothing wrong with you. But we do wanna take some of these qualities of people pleasing that we focus so much on other people and turn them onto ourselves first, which turns them into our superpower. To find out more, listen to this next episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. Welcome to this episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. I'm certified life coach Brenda Florida, and today we're going to talk about what to do when they won't listen. We have all had people in our lives, whether it's a spouse, a lover, a boyfriend, girlfriend, our mother-in-law, her mother, a boss, a co-worker, our sister, somebody, maybe many somebodies. How about adult children who we feel so frustrated with because they aren't listening to us. It's the another way of talking about being seen and heard, right? When we say something multiple times and the person isn't listening, they're not really receiving what we're saying. The reason why it's so frustrating is because we don't get the validation of being seen and heard. So being seen and heard is super important because of that validating experience, okay? So it doesn't mean we need somebody to agree with us, right? Sometimes, of course, we would love it if they would agree with us. But you can probably think back of plenty of experiences where you presented an idea, uh, you know, at work, maybe it's some project or a way to improve something or any number of things, something you want to do in your life, pursue in your life, not want to do the thing you wish your mother would quit saying to you, whatever it is, and you've brought it up. You, you know, spoke your truth in some way or another. The other person didn't agree, saw it a different way, couldn't say yes, you know, whatever their response was, but it ended, I'll use the word respectively, respectably, res with respect, <laughs> because they heard you, you heard them, and you just didn't agree on it didn't think it was the best way to solve a problem. You asked me, you know, like maybe my daughter asked me to babysit and I can't, okay? She spoke her truth. I heard her and I said, no, I can't do it. Now, that sounds like a simple example, but depending on who you're dealing with, you can ask for something that straightforward and direct, like, uh, mom, can you babysit Friday at three o'clock? And the mom, I'll play the mom in this example, 
him haws around. Well, I don't know. Let me check on this. And I may have that. And I don't know about this and da, 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 and never really responds. So in that case, you're going to feel like they're not listening to you, or you may think the words I'm not being seen or heard depends on what your internal dialogue is, but you're going to feel that not listening to it happens all the time when people live together. So whether it's a spouse, a partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, adult children, teenage children, whatever, little children too, but it's a little different when they're small, where you've asked for something you wanted and nobody's responding. It's a blank stare. It's a sort of dismissive, you know, maybe later or something, and then it never happens. And so I want to sort of, first of all, break down the couple of reasons why the other person may not be responding, because that does have to be addressed in this. So the other person may not be listening or may not be seeing and hearing you, because it's just not the right time and place, right? Like you just caught them at a bad moment. They're overwhelmed with their own things on their mind, whatever it is, just time and place wasn't quite right. So that could be why, like essentially they would have the skills and the desire to listen to you, to see you, to hear you, but you just caught them at the wrong time, okay? That's one thing that can make it go sideways. The other thing can be you not being clear about what you want. So I used to do this a lot because I was so nervous about asking for anything I wanted or needed. I was the one doing the him hawing around and not being direct or not being clear. So that's when you get really suggestive in your language or passive aggressive. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I wish I could just get a break. Because what you're wanting to you being seen and heard would be, oh, so he, she hears that and realizes I want them to watch the kids so I can get out of the house and they didn't do it. So I'm not feeling seen and heard. Okay. No, it's because you didn't ask for what you want. So that's, that can be one of the problems. All right. So we have not a good time and place for them, not being clear for you. Another one is they're not capable of it, all right? They're just not a person. They're a person who is so selfish or so just, you know, unhappy and incapable of setting their own needs and wants aside for a moment to hear what you have or to hear what you need and be able to respond to you from that. And that happens. Um, you, There are people we will meet in our love lives. There are people we will meet uh, certainly in our work lives who are just so selfish or have such a level of uh, narcissism running in them that it really is always about them. And they really just can't see and hear you. But so often when we feel like we're not being seen and heard, or we feel like somebody's not listening to us, it's really one of the other two. We're not being clear, or they're not in a time and place to take it in. So I really want you to think about that. Now, I have this really great free downloadable three-step guide. The show notes uh, are going to have the link to that for you because this is going to help you work out your side of it. The only place we have any power is in our side of being seen and heard. So I can't make someone else see me and hear me. 
other than being clear, once I get to clarity and I'm really asking for what I want and need, it's not as if there are magic words that allow somebody to hear it, right? So a lot of times we think that when we get stonewalled or we get dismissed or put off many times, especially if we have a relationship where that happens as a pattern. It happened to me in my romantic relationships and it happened to me with my dad. Oh, no big surprise. Then I carried it into romance. But uh, I used to have so many times where I would try to reach out to my dad or mend some of the, you know, rifts that were in our relationship or just want to talk to him or try to get together with him just, you know, for fun. And he would ignore me or he would, you know, just never return my phone call or whatever the case may be. And I kept thinking, oh, it's me. If there's some, I'm not saying what I need. I'm not being clear enough. I'm not, you know, somehow I must not have said it because if I had said it in the right way, he would have understood it. So there's a big difference between being clear and this kind of obsessive second guessing what you said and done and blaming yourself when you're not being seen and heard. The reality was with my dad, he wasn't capable of it. The only time he could see me or hear me is if he wanted to. If he wanted to visit me, he would come visit. We would have a great time, but that's because that's what he wanted. It had nothing to do really with me. It was, I always, the way I describe it is it was an accident that I got to have my needs met once in a while because he wanted to do that. He wanted to treat me to a trip to Hawaii to my half sister's wedding. So that wasn't because he was so generous, even though it was a generous offer. It wasn't because he was so tuned into me and the fact that that would be important for me to be there and that I probably didn't have the cash to be able to go. It was because he wanted to be able to say, you know, he brought me there to be at her wedding. He wanted to make that happen. So I accidentally got what I wanted. But that's very different than the other millions of times I reached out to him and got a straight out no or no response or, you know, some version of those two things. And I used to obsess over, well, I must not have said it right. I must not have. Surely if I had worded it differently, he would have understood. Because how do you understand what I mean and not respond to it? And that's what happens, right? If you can relate to that, you're like, yeah. Or like, I mean, this happened in my marriages all the time. I I was so clear about what I needed. So now I'm being clear, okay? This isn't about being vague. I'm being clear. I'm super overwhelmed. I need a break from the kids. When can we schedule that? Or can you do it, you know, Tuesday at five o'clock so I can go, you know, whatever, to Target by myself, whatever it is, go have dinner with girlfriends, whatever. Going to Target alone is glamorous and fulfilling at some point in your life when you've got a bunch of small kids you can't get away from. So whatever it is, you've been specific, but you're still being met with some sort of just vagary, stonewalling, in some way dismissiveness, or even a flat out no, and not like 
no. So the person who wants to see and hear you, the person who wants to listen to you, nine out of 10 times, unless they're just having a really bad day, their no is going to be, oh my gosh, I can't do it Tuesday, but let's, you know, I could do it on Friday or let's sit down and look at our calendars and figure out when we can make this happen. Cause I can see that you need a break. That's the person who is seeing you, hearing you, listening to you. Okay. They may need to say no in the moment that, but they care about what's going on and want to help you with it. So that's very validating to what we're feeling. And that's why it feels so good. That's why it Value and validation always go hand in hand, okay? And so when over and over and over we're invalidated, then we are over and over devalued. And that's why it feels so bad. What I don't want you to do is justify why it's okay to feel bad, to keep feeling that feeling of not being seen and heard. It is not okay. You deserve people in your life who see you and hear you, people who listen to you, people who care about what your needs are, people who care about what your wants are, people who want to help you in that, make your life just a little bit easier, right? Doesn't mean we can say yes every time you ask, but we care. So we want to make it work somehow, you know? So, because you also want people in your life who have their own boundaries, right? You don't want somebody who's just always going to say yes, because then you can't really trust if they're going to say no when they need to say no. So, it's real, the, the most both vulnerable and valuable and trustworthy relationships, and you think about this, because I'm sure as I'm articulating this, you can think about a person or two in your life that you have this with is where you know you can ask because you'll know they'll say no. And so you trust that. So you don't mind being vulnerable and you feel valued because you also know their their no just means like, no, not now, not no, because I don't care. No, because I'm not listening. No, because I'm too busy for you. You know, all those things. No, because I'm too busy thinking about myself that I can't even see you and your needs. Like some of my people have been in my life. So Once we get to clarity in what we're asking for, and again, this is where, and this is one of the things in the worksheet, is to break it down into something super simple. When we're not used to asking for what we want and need with clarity, we will tend to be, even if we don't mean to, we will tend to be sort of vague or in that sort of passive aggressive, I'm just so exhausted, I wish I could get a break kind of communication. Instead of saying, I'm exhausted, I need to take a break, how quickly can we make that happen? This project at work isn't working. Maybe it includes so-and-so keeps missing their deadlines. Who do we need to talk to about that? Or I'm going to go to my boss and let them know that. Not because I'm trying to get that person in trouble, but the issue is this project isn't on time. We're all taking the heat. And it's because this one person isn't doing their part. And so the person in charge of that needs to know that, right? So once we get to clear communication, instead of the passive aggressive, you know, you lose your temper with your boss and you're like, well, so-and-so, if they would just do their part, they may not take that seriously because you just lost your temper and it sounds sort of flip. 
Or if you start doing their work for them over functioning for somebody else on the team, then of course the boss doesn't know anything's going wrong with that other person because you're over functioning for them. Same thing happens at home. Same thing happens a lot with our children, especially our adult children. If we have them back living at home, maybe because of the pandemic, maybe because they just never sort of launched themselves. And as mothers or fathers, we end up over-functioning. And when we over-function for someone, it gives them permission to under-function. So they will never get their shit together as long as we keep getting it together for them. Okay. So the real crux of being seen and heard, having somebody listen to you, the way to solve that problem, so to speak, is coming home because all the answers are here, right? All of everything I teach, everything, every way I work with you guys and work with myself is even when it includes other people, bringing it to me, bringing it home first, So when I am seeing myself, listening to myself, how often do you not listen to you? I'm sure you can think of a handful of things right off the bat where your body or your heart or your soul or your mind has said, it's time to stop. It's time to take a break. You need to rest. You need to say no to this request. You need to go have this conversation, whatever it is or the body just breaks down. I remember one time a couple years ago, this was almost two years ago, I got vertigo just a little bit. I was, it wasn't bad. I've only had, this was only the second time I've ever had vertigo. The first time it was horrible. I could not walk myself to the bathroom. Um, I had to either crawl or, you know, run my hand along a wall or have somebody help me because I was so, as soon as I stood up, you know, I was so dizzy. I couldn't get to the bathroom this time. It wasn't quite so bad, but I had that same it's, if you haven't experienced it, it's unlike anything else I've ever experienced. It's just, you know, you're, you're dizzy. So it's just super disorienting with your eye, you know, visually your balance, you just lose your sense of balance. It's like all of a sudden you're floating or something. So I had gone to see a friend of mine who happened to be happens to be a doctor and he's an he practices in an integrative medicine sort of way so body mind spirit he's an in, internal uh, medicine doctor and the day I went to see him it was pretty much resolved and I was much, much, much better. But I mentioned, I happened to mention it to him. Oh, cause we were, he's the one, if you, if you followed me for a while, I spent a lot of time on his rooftop deck, uh, overlooking the Pacific ocean a, a year or so ago. And, uh, well now it's been almost two years ago. And so we had, been, we were going up on the roof. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to need a steady hand here to get me up the, the stairs up there and coming back down because, you know, I've had some vertigo. Like I knew once I got there, I would be fine, but I'm not going to risk walking on a roof without someone holding my hand when I've had vertigo. And he said to me, you know what vertigo is about? And I'm like, oh, I think it's, it's the inner ear thing. And, you know, like I'm telling him what I think medically. And he's like, oh, It is your body telling you to go to bed because the only thing that helps is to be still. And I just, that struck me so much. I was at that time, very, very exhausted, running through a long-term, like nine months of just the most intense stress I've ever been through. So, you know, it made sense to me. I'm like, "Mm, yep, my body is telling me to go to bed. So, we don't listen to ourselves a lot. 
So validation, being seen and heard, listening always needs to start at home. And then we can learn how to get better at it with other people. We can learn how to communicate more clearly. We can learn this piece of time and place because that matters. If I know my person, whoever it is, is having a horrible day, probably not the time to necessarily bring it up, right? If I don't need to, if it's not urgent, then let's wait till morning or let's wait till the next day or whatever it is. I don't mean, don't use this as an excuse to keep putting it off, keep putting it off if they never have a good day. Okay, that's a whole nother story. (laughs) You're going to need to ask for what you need. But it is an appropriate thing to me to have some consideration for time and place when I'm about to deliver something to someone else, you know, regardless of whether it's positive or challenging or whatever it is that I'm thinking about their ability to receive it, not over-functioning for their ability to receive it, but thinking about that. So those are your two, really three steps for you. First, turn inward and listen to yourself, which helps you get really clear on what you need. Then get really clear, like you're going to ask a five-year-old, for it. That's all you need. There's no justification, no 10 reasons why I'm exhausted, no 10 reasons why I need to go out Tuesday night, no 10 reasons why. Just be super simple. I'm exhausted. I need a break. I'd like to go at two o'clock or you know whatever on Tuesday. Does that work for you? Can you take care of the kids or whatever it is? Just be super simple and that's it. Ask for what you want and then let them respond. And keep coming back to yourself because the reason why this gets so twisted and gets us so thrown off and ungrounded and feeling like shit, frankly, that's the technical word I'll use, feeling like shit, is this pattern of not being seen and heard by somebody else, not being listened to by somebody else. What it tends to do is turn on us in a harsh way. So there's something wrong with me that I'm not being seen and heard. I'm not saying it right. That sort of thing. It turns all onto us in a harsh and critical way. And the other person gets let off the hook. And the other person has all the power. Because the only reason I'm feeling this way, which I don't like, this shitty way I'm feeling is because of them, even though I then usually will turn it, the aggression of that on myself, because most of us as as people pleasers don't tend to turn our aggression on others, okay? We're going to say, well, I wish they would offer to take the kids or hear what I'm saying or listen to me or whatever. We'll say that. I wish they would do that. But when they don't do that, in the absence of that, we turn it on ourselves. And we have no power because we're saying, I'm not going to be okay, basically, until they do this. And as soon as you have that thought, I'm not going to be okay. I'm not going to be happy. I'm not going to be satisfied. I'm not going to feel seen and heard until someone else does something that someone else has all the power. So this worksheet is very specifically designed to bring you back to yourself because when I am validating myself, when I am seeing and hearing myself, I know that if I'm repeatedly getting a no, if I have a pattern with somebody as I had with my dad, as I had with my husband's of not being seen and heard, then 
I'm very clear what the problem is. I've worked on my own, you know, languaging it clearly, being respectful, mindful is a better word, mindful of time and place. And yet I keep getting a pattern of no, that doesn't make me feel bad about me. Not at all, because I've kept my power at home. Now I realize I've got a problem in this relationship. I've got a problem with this person. I'm actually not happy when I'm in relationship with somebody who doesn't see and hear me. So it feels 100% different than when I'm trying to solve this relationship problem through the lens of I need my spouse to, I need my boss to, I need my mother to stop, start, you know, never do that again, never say that again, start doing this, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is I need that other person to do, I end up inadvertently creating myself as the victim to them and whatever it is I want them to do. That's how you know you've given your power away. When I have my power myself, I may still have a problem in that relationship, but my ability to resolve it, my ability to figure out what I want to do about that is completely different because I've got my power. So let me know your questions. Email me, put it in the comments, wherever you're getting this podcast. You know, you can reach out, DM me and download that guide. Go to the show notes, download that guide. Tell me how that helps you get through some of what I've talked about today and if it's helpful. Because this is where, you know, enlightenment hits practicality is in these sort of issues exactly. And so today's episode is the beginning of actually a five episode series. I just wanted to sort of set the stage for this coming home to our own power and validating and hearing and seeing and listening to ourselves. And then next week, I'm going to start and I'm going to share with you what my one method I use that solves every problem. All right. And so I'll break it down. We'll just do one segment for the next four weeks. And then you'll have a nice little series of these five podcasts. In fact, I'm even going to kind of bundle the recordings together and offer them, you know, as a giveaway, just so you can have them all in one place instead of having to go back and remember which episodes they were. So that will come after we get them all recorded. But for now, I want you to really turn inward, take that power that you have within you that is more powerful than anyone or anything outside of you and take yourself through that three-step guide. And I will see you in the next episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. I'm Brenda Florida, Certified Life Coach, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. I've got something a little special in the show notes for you today. It's my most popular download, the three-step guide to being seen and heard. This guide is going to help you in any relationship where you feel like you're not being seen and heard. It doesn't matter whether it's your lover or your boss or your mother, this thing works. So go get that for yourself. I also have the link to my private Facebook group, Liberate Your People Pleaser. If you're not already a member, you're gonna to wanna to join that right away. I post in there every day. You're gonna find a like-minded community. And every Wednesday I do a Facebook Live that's really fun called Cocktails and Coaching. And you'll wanna join us for that as well. Last but not least, you would make my day <laughs> if you put 
a photo, just take a little screenshot of maybe your favorite episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser and post it on social media and tag me. I love to hear about the episodes that mean the most to listeners. So thank you in advance for posting on social media and tagging me in that. So I will see you in the next episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser.